everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. And today we are joined by a special guest. Aw, you're special. <laughs> well, yeah, duh. It's Chris. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris. It's Chris. <laughs> jazz hands. <laughs> oh no, Jasmine would be super jealous if we did jazz hands. Oh, okay, hands spirit for- fingers. Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers? Mm. What is that from? <gasps> bring it on. Bring it on. Oh, I haven't seen Bring It On. <sighs> Wow. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Wow. That's, that's You're turning into our podcast version of Sam. <laughs> no, don't say that. I love Wedding Singer and he doesn't. I had to, it had to come up again. There's a, see, but there's a podcast version. They're slightly different. You know how you have versions of things that are slightly different? You work mm. in post, Sure, Chris. sure, sure, sure. Wow. Okay, let's reintroduce our <laughs> listeners to Chris, who joined us for Never Been Kissed. Yes, it was a great time. Well, debatable. It was, debatable. A, it was, it was like a three out of five uh, Tiki Huts or whatever I said at the time. <laughs> Tell everybody again who you are. Uh, my name is Chris Visser. I am an assistant editor slash editor uh, in L.A., uh, currently a co-worker of Ashley's on Shooter Season 3. It's all your fault. Technically, <laughs> it, is, it is my fault that Ashley is employed <laughs> oh, by, by Paramount Television Studios. <laughs> <laughs> so send your hate mail to me that Ashley has a job. <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin, been out in L.A. for six years. Do you like cheese? Love cheese, but right now I'm doing Whole30, so I'm not eating any dairy, which sucks. I'm sorry. I know. Whatever. <laughs> Justine's like, I don't eat dairy ever. <laughs> Take that. I miss it, so <laughs> there's that. I know, I have two cute dogs. Last time, Lionel had a terrible haircut. Right. This time right now, he needs a haircut, but he's going back to the place to get some good haircuts. So. <laughs> See, that's what we need. We need an update on Lionel. Yes. Lionel. <laughs> uh, I, I changed my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to have like, you know, like kind of a swooping, mm-hmm. like Bieber-esque thing. Mm-hmm. Now I style it up. I put product in my hair. Mm-hmm. It's called something something Night Rider. Ooh. It's the same stuff that Steve on Stranger Things uses. Oh, okay. Right. Because yeah. my fiance Lauren was like, you guys have similar like hair consistencies it look like. What does he use? Because it's great. And so she found it and got it for me for Christmas. So it Steve me, is your hair idol? Uh, I think that's, I think that's my fiance's hair idol for me (laughs) (laughs) i love how the women in in men's life always changes Mm -hmm. their hair like i changed sam's hairs deeply although lauren got that for me for like christmas and i it took me two and a half months to finally (laughs) use it it. but i just needed the right haircut i did and i went in i was like hey uh, i think i want to change something and i talked to my barber nikki who's from boston he's Mm -hmm. great Mm -hmm. He he always offers me a beer when i walk in wow good service well we do love a good hair transformation on the show mm-hmm. yeah we do yeah Pro- i'm getting married in less than three months oh last night ashley will be happy to know i did the website we have a website now <laughs> what's your website lauren bradley and spouse.com <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a registry yet. no we they have don't have anything no. We have things. We have like a venue and like we have lots of things, but we just don't have as many things as I probably would like yeah. settled yet. For people who don't know, you do save the date six months before your wedding. Wow. So that people can get accommodations if they need to travel. Then you send out the actual invites like a month before the wedding. Yeah, we did the short. month and then because you can do the, the RSVPs online. Sure. We 
we are doing a drunk history video for how we came, how we met mm-hmm. and our first date. Mm-hmm. And we recorded the, dr- the, the <laughs> drunk interviews last week last sunday a week from i remember you being drunk yes yeah (laughs) i I instagram storied too much (laughs) he came to work the next day i was was so so, hungover you also responded back to me drunk but i think you were just like pressing the keys (laughs) yes like like i went back the next day and i just responded to jesse like yikes (laughs) i'm sorry like i was amused that was great it just it came in waves where it's like Lauren and I were texting each other all day. It's like I feel okay now. Never mind. <laughs> I feel like my head is in a vice, and I never want to drink ever again. You say that a lot. I say that a lot. You've said that a lot. Oh man. At BCPC. Every BCPC. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Every BCPC. Every BCPC. Oh, that's the other thing about me. I am the vice president of. Uh, Blue Collar Post Collective West, the LA chapter of Blue Collar Post Collective. That's a great thing to say right after you saying that yeah. you were like totally toasted. Hey, you know what though? <laughs> that was for love. <laughs> yeah. And we're on a romantic comedy podcast, yeah. so I feel like people can uh, appreciate. That's right. What is Chris in for today, Ashley? The best movie ever. The best movie ever. From 2001. I, I, I will give it that. Yes, okay. it's okay. that. Uh, we're watching 2001's Legally Blonde, which I can't believe you've never seen. I mean, I know, I at least know more about this movie than I never, <laughs> been, never <laughs> been kissed. I knew nothing about Never Been Kissed. I know, I've seen bits and pieces of Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Lauren loves Legally Blonde. Is uh, she happy that you're going to finally watch it? I think so. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I don't think she's thought much about it, to be honest. Well, I know she's busy. She's busy. Are you ready for the the... The description that we had to search through mm-hmm. iterations <laughs> yeah the dvd.com description was just way too spoilery yeah. like it was just it you, gave everything you away read it, i'm like oh that's the movie i'm not reading that to Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this i think is the third description mm-hmm. that we found via google according to that's the, right the email that you sent me <laughs> uh google says which hopefully is better than what netflix says or IMDb. Or IMDb. Was IMDb super spoilery as yes. well? <laughs> so the description is, Elle Woods, a.k.a. Reese Witherspoon, has it all. She wants nothing more than to be Mrs. Warner Huntington III. But there is one thing stopping him, a.k.a. Matthew Davis, from proposing. She's too blonde. Elle rallies all of her resources to get into Harvard, determined to win him back. I did know that was the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Good. The movie stars Reese Witherspoon, Luke Wilson, Selma Blair, who we also saw in Can't Hardly Wait. It was directed by Robert Luketic. Is that how you say it? Could be. Luketic. 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 Sure. By Rob. <laughs> directed by Rob. Mr. Rob. Mr. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> It was edited by Anita Brandt Burgoyne. Burgoyne? Burgoyne? Uh, I'm going for the Jersey way of saying <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Burgoyne. Burgoyne. Sure. And Garth Craven, who edited My Best Friend's Wedding and Return to Me. Mm-hmm. Which is the Return fun. of Garth Craven. Which Return to Me always makes me think of Coco now. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> oh, like the Pixar movie? Yeah. Because of the song. Mm-hmm. Its first assistant editor was Alex Reznikoff. That's a name I can say. 
I think it's Ren's cough. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or Ren's cough. Never mind. Never mind. I can't say the Russian names. <laughs> okay. It could be pronounced that way, but... Well, the Russians are just going to come and hack our website. It's okay. okay. It's rated PG-13 for language and sexual references. It's one hour and 36 minutes long. It's rated 3.5 stars on DVD.com. And it did have nominated awards. Mm-hmm. It was nominated at the 2002 Golden Globe Awards for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy, and Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. It didn't win. No, but neither did Bridget Jones' Diary, so that's fine. Was it nom- Oh, it was nominated at the Golden Globes. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, the same year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as, as Ashley said before we started recording, that movie is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Have you never seen Bridget Jones either? No, the thing I know about Bridget Jones is my best friend, Brianne, one day was homesick from school and Bridget Jones' diary was on and she fell in love with that movie, even though she knew she's like, this is not a good movie, but like, I really care <laughs> about what happens here. What? So it's like a staple sick movie for her. That's, I mean, that's about what I know about Bridget okay. Jones. That makes some kind of sense. I'm good. I'm excited to watch Legally Blonde. Oh yeah. That's always exciting. Yeah. Should we go watch it now? Yeah. Okay. Let's, just, let's, let's just go. Okay. Yes. Queen. Yes, Queen. I was hoping somebody <laughs> would finish it. <laughs> so we just watched Legally Blonde, Chris. Yes. It's great. I really <laughs> liked it. <laughs> I feel like this has happened before. <laughs> but fact, it has. We lost like 20 minutes. <laughs> We're starting over. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I really liked it. It's really fun. It's really good. Uh... Um, remember exactly what you said last <laughs> i can't but i had a lot of fun i got very invested in this movie. you did get very invested. i was like i was like calling out to the screen multiple times <laughs> like no Al, don't do it like yeah Al, go for it <laughs> get him girl you were like no vivian no <laughs> <laughs> yes but thankfully vivian and Al reconciled mm-hmm. according to the coda of, of the film mm-hmm. we didn't actually get to see that happen this movie's a lot of fun and it's like feminist which is great we established in our first take of this recording (laughs) (laughs) that the writers are women and i felt like that that added a level of like nuance to the story that you might not have gotten from a a male's perspective Mm -hmm. you really you understand like the female voice and so i think you get a better glimpse of like some of the struggles of a woman trying to make her way in this world because one of the things that i think the film does well is that at at the onset they present what a woman is supposed to be like when they're they're at harvard law Mm -hmm. you know that you're supposed to be like vivian where you're like uh, an uptight rich you know bitch it's kind of how they present her or you're supposed to be the like really political lesbian like enid is and Mm -hmm. like those are your options um but as this movie illustrates it's like a great lawyer can be anybody Mm-hmm. It can be a really t- stereotypically, you know, ditzy and air quotes blonde, and they can be really good at their job. As long as they're passionate. Yes, passion's key. That's from the ending of the movie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when I think it was good, uh, just kind of jumping over what you just said, uh, the whole aspect of different perspectives bringing something completely different to the table. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it a lot just in diversity, how diversity brings so many different things to the table, but you can come at a problem from a different angle because of your past life experience. Totally. Like they never would have solved the case mm-hmm. uh, going about it their way. Exactly. The typical lawyer way. It took 
someone with a different perspective and you and your unique experience to that world in order to solve this case mm-hmm. yeah. definitely because the man was doing a like, very good job yeah <laughs> i just want to say i feel like we're doing a much better time take two <laughs> yes see forget about that old one it's much better yeah you know, I, I i think it the movie takes a little bit to get into because it feels a little like gimmicky at the beginning it's like mm-hmm. oh my god here's like this ditzy girl and all these things but once we get to law school and like I really feel like the movie moves along really well. The story is really clear. And as you guys know, I was super invested <laughs> in what happened. I like the whole movie. It doesn't feel to me what you said. that I, I like the part where we meet her and we get to know her environment and how she gets sure. there. I, I just, I feel like there was there was stuff missing from that section. It like, it moved along a little too quickly. Mm-hmm. I felt like they had shot a bunch more and they really had to edit that section down. Whereas they felt like, it felt like the Harvard stuff on, even if there was stuff that was edited down, I didn't feel like I missed anything. Well, they were condensing a long period of time of sure. her studying for the LSATs and passing Sure, them totally, yeah traveling i really enjoyed that montage Mm -hmm. the lsat montage where she's like walking around with a bunch of books and they're like what's going on (laughs) (laughs) like we're going to a party and then she's like no we're not i'm studying for the lsats my cousin got that (laughs) what that's the joke that she the girl makes like i'm studying for the lsat oh my cousin got that oh that Mm. makes you itchy down in your mm." I was like really thinking his yeah. cousin had something for a second. Mm, see? I mean, they might. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into the plot. The plot. All right, so movie opens up mm-hmm. at CULA, which is a fake university because obviously the, the California college or university in LA is UCLA. Mm-hmm. So they went CULA, goodbye. Um, <laughs> and Elle Woods the, is the president of of the sorority delta new and she's your basically typical stereotypical blonde uh beauty who california kind of, malibu y- barbie girl mm-hmm. yeah from bel-air exactly so yeah. she's she's got rich parents she's got a lot of money she's you know very bubbly and fun i actually think sorry the netflix description described her as a valley girl which is wrong yeah no <laughs> she clearly said she's from ballet yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Netflix, your headquarters is in the valley. Come on. Jeez, let's go get them. It, it starts with um, this intro to L and like this montage set to um, It's a Perfect Day by whoever it is, mm-hmm. the song. You all know the song. She's excited because she's convinced that her boyfriend, Warner something, I forgot his last Huntington name. Huntington. Huntington the third. The third <laughs> is going to propose to her. Because he just got visited by his grandma and they have some big fancy six carat diamond ring that's part of their family. Even though I brought up in take one, (laughs) Warner has an older brother who is already engaged. So I don't know why he didn't get the family ring if he's the older son. But anyways. Maybe Warner is just the favorite. Maybe the older brother gets the family business. But their business is being senators. (laughs) Yeah, they're like the Kennedys. Their business is like get elected. (laughs) So, so they go on the date. But before that, and before I did that, a, before that, Elle has to find the perfect dress, and she wants to wear something different because she always wears pink, and she wants to wear something different. So she finds a mermaid's outfit <laughs> <laughs> as the outfit she chooses, but doesn't wear later. <laughs> but in this scene, 
the saleswoman is like, oh my God, I love when like rich daddy's girls like come in my store and I can pull one over on them. Huh? Mm-hmm. She clearly <laughs> hates her life. <laughs> <laughs> she has questionable morals. Uh, <laughs> she didn't see pretty woman as well. <laughs> no. Julia did not teach her no. anything. No. <laughs> she, she saw my best friend's wedding. <laughs> right, 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 right. So this woman tries to sell her a dress that is out of season at full price. Mm-hmm. And Elle, being a fashion merchandising major at CULA, is like, uh-uh-uh-uh, I know better than that. Don't try to pull a fast one over me. And it kind of gives you an insight into this, into the, the fact that she is not just your stereotypical ditzy blonde. Mm-hmm. She is definitely smart and intelligent. It's just what she chooses to be smart and intelligent about is not what you typically would think. Mm-hmm. So then she goes to the uh, the date with Warner where she's convinced he's going to marry her or propose to her. And he's saying these things and the camera's dulling in. It <laughs> definitely feels like he could propose. But because we know how the movie's going to go already based on the offset, we know he's not. And it kind of can be looked at both ways. It's like, yeah, I'm going to propose. And yeah, I'm not going to not. And of course, he says, I can't date you anymore. We mm-hmm. should break up because I want to be a senator by the time I'm 30. And I need... A Jackie, not a Marilyn. I need someone serious, and you're not serious. Mm-mm-mm. And it's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dick. That's right. He didn't listen to Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. Girls do just want to have fun. Even Vivian. Even Vivian. I think Vivian wants to have fun. She just, I feel like Vivian is a product of like, she's been told she has to act this way in order to get what she wants eventually. So she doesn't feel like she has a choice. And I feel like a lot of times when people don't have, like, feel like they have a choice, they adopt it as that's who they are anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, because they have to feel like they have some sort of control. So they are choosing that instead of being forced into it. Right. Yeah. So we get you thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also like being a lawyer is highly a male dominated field it's mm-hmm. contra- even when you're presenting yourself to a judge you're normally presenting yourself toward to man's idea of what you are as a woman so there's that idea that she has to be so completely straight edge mm-hmm. that there is no room for a, any type of strange interpretation based on who she is good points good points mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um Elle starts to cry (laughs) (laughs) and it's like a dog yipping or something. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's looking. Brad blames it on like bad salad, which I I was. That's the thing. This guy looks like a Brad or a Bradley. This guy is Bradley Uppercrust the third from an extremely goofy movie. Like that's the type of guy that this guy is. Yes, that's him. So I'm going to call him Brad from now on. Such a Brad. So Brad is like, it's a bad salad, which I thought was one of the funniest lines. I did not expect that. It's such a terrible excuse. And I thought it was when great. I like, there's like a lady as the the, at the end who's like, I'm not getting the salad. Yeah, exactly. I love that little bit where like as they're leaving, someone's like, I'm not going to that salad. <laughs> you know. I was walking away and oh, right. yeah. she's all, you know, like upset, obviously. And he's like, come on, get in the car. It's it's the whole time. Brad is like <laughs> he he's he comes at this whole place from like a, he comes at everything from a place of like, well, it's obvious, right? Yeah, he's being reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is just what it has to be. Why are you being unreasonable to the point of like not understanding what I'm, what's expected of me. Mm. Um, and what a like, dick. Yeah. 
fucking Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he convinces her to get back in the car because he, he doesn't want her to ruin her shoes. And mm. I was like, oh. Know, the L at the end of this movie would not have gotten in the car. That's right. <laughs> but she sinks into a depression mm-hmm. of eating chocolates while watching General Hospital. General Hospital some a soap. <laughs> I believe you. I it just would, don't. It would be uh, Grey's Anatomy now. Grey's Anatomy? She'd be binge watching Grey's Anatomy yeah, on Netflix Or now. She, you know what? She'd actually probably be great, uh, binging Forensic Files. <laughs> 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 Snapped. That's me. So her, her besties. Mm-hmm. Uh, come in and like we have to get you out of here we have to get you to like wake up they take her to her favorite place which is the Manny petty place her friends are talking to the manicurist and like she's just like a mess she hasn't done her hair in a week and she's been eating she ate eight grilled cheese sandwiches in one go <laughs> and it's like i don't think grace with this was eight, eight grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> in her life <laughs> <laughs> but l is looking at a magazine on on a table and Strolling through it, and she sees Brad's older brother. Something else. It's Fox and Hound. She's she's looking. It's the magazine. I I recognized it this oh. time. Is it a real I magazine? Looked at Fox and Hound. It's, no, I don't think it is. But it is. There's. It's supposed to be based off of like the bullshitness that happens in uh, like Martha's Vineyard or something. Where here's the socialite story. Sure, totally. it's like page six. Sure. Mm-hmm. She's going through, and she sees that. Brad's older brother has is engaged to a first year law student mm-hmm. at Yale, and she's like, "That's the thing. I need to go to Harvard because if I go to Harvard, I will be taken seriously." Mm-hmm. So the reason she's going is not because she wants to do it for herself. She wants to get Brad back. Uh, she realizes she has to be be the girl in the picture, which they definitely <laughs> made this girl look really unfortunate looking and the woman next to Elle calls her deformed which is very mean <laughs> but they definitely were trying to make her unattractive yeah in the picture so then she starts like and there's a montage which ashley loves of uh her studying for the lsats and being taken like taking herself seriously is there something i missed well she tells her parents next oh i forgot about the parents there's one scene that she has parents <laughs> <laughs> like, like, her parents show up and, and dad's always got a martini yeah <laughs> carrying that martini last yeah and her her parents she tells her parents and they're like well like you were the beauty pageant girl you were first runner-up of some hawaiian beauty pageant why would you give that up and her dad is like honey people go to law school are boring and normal and serious (laughs) and you're none of those things Mm -hmm. then she is like you know what i'm gonna do it because i i think you get a little bit of insight into like in those in the starting those moments that she has at bigger aspirations is not just about yeah brad you know it's the first time people are like why why do you want to do that like and then you see that a couple more times with like her friends of like huh Mm -hmm. what it's like the reverse of vivian Mm -hmm. whereas l has always enjoyed these things so it's it's been really easy for her to accept the persona that has been given to her whereas vivian is probably not that stuck up Mm -hmm. bitchiness like she definitely came off as a genuine person when she started warming up to Elle and realizing that Elle was more than just mm-hmm. who she presented herself to For be. sure. Yeah, and this is probably the first time Elle's experienced a whole bunch of her family and friends not believing in her. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's she's rip roaring ready to go. She's studying for the LSAT. Her people are like, What is going on? But oh, and she has a great scene 
with her guidance counselor, who's played by Miss Grokey from Recess, <laughs> yeah. be like, well, if you really want to go to Harvard, you're going to have to do these things. And she's like, okay, I'll do it. That's something I loved about her is that part of it's a naivete of like, she doesn't know what's expected, but she never was like, I can't do this. She mm-hmm. was like, I've, you know, I've judged a tidy whitey contest at this other frat and so i can really take on anything <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really not that hard yeah but then she goes out and does it so like what's what i think is great about this character is that clearly she had all like all this is with inside her it doesn't feel like a transformation of like she learns to be smart mm-hmm. she was smart she just wasn't using it right you know and now that she's like applying herself in this in this way she's able to she's actually challenging herself mm-hmm. now mm-hmm so then she does her little, you know, montage. She gets she gets a 179 on the LSAT so she can get into Harvard. And then she does the submission video, which we fired out later, was directed by a Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> of like her like lounging about in her in a bikini and uh, remembering facts about soaps. And saying that she objects to sexism. <laughs> <laughs> so she's used to she'll be cool with legal terms. <laughs> I'm cool with legal jargon in all forms of my life. Here I am walking down the street, and then a guy whistles at me. <laughs> I object, <laughs> sir. <laughs> so then there's a scene where the admissions team at Harvard is oh judging God. her submission, and like all white the, guys, the head, all old all guys. old white guys, they're all like, "What is this?" <laughs> and the head guy is clearly like doesn't want to submit her, but the other guys are like, "Well, she's hot. <laughs> It'd be nice." So they're clearly like. Pushing under like, you know, she was in a Ricky Martin music video. She cares about music. Uh, she's, you know, she got faux fur panties at some, uh, you know, auction th- or what or yeah, charity uh, event. Charity yeah. event. It's like she cares about animals and the homeless or something. <laughs> um, so they let her in, mm-hmm. which I feel like if this happened in real life, the same thing would have happened. They would have been like, oh my god, like this hot girl. <laughs> Is somewhat has, is has, smart is and smart, has, has the LSAT scores to get in, and she's hot, so we'll let her in because sexism. Because <laughs> sexism, massage. It's all good, guys. It's all good. Twenty eighteen, <laughs> <laughs> nothing's changed. <laughs> it did. I will say, watching this movie, there are certain parts of it I felt definitely ring strong in uh, in the Me Too movement era. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, nothing's changed, but hopefully, people are going to start changing. Now that we're calling it out. Snaps to you. Yeah. <laughs> so then she she drives to Harvard with <laughs> her with her dog bruiser, who we haven't mentioned yet, it's a cute Chihuahua. Mm-hmm. Um, and in her sports car, top down, of course, and a giant moving truck behind her. <laughs> For a tiny little dorm. Yeah, to fit all that stuff in a dorm. And she 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 arrives in Harvard and everybody's like, Oh my god, go back to LA. This is in the valley or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like somebody yells at her about Malibu Barbie. Yeah, like, yeah. check out Malibu there's Barbie. Definitely a very strong bias against California and on the East Coast, as especially presented in movies. Mm-hmm. Is there in real life? Do we I live? mean, there's a strong bias of anything west of. I mean, New York on like New England does not care about. Like New York is like as far west as the country exists. And the rest of it, like, they just simply do not care. Okay. Except for, like, go down to Florida to vacation or retire. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) 
so she moves into the dorms, but I am fuzzy after that because then it's Harvard's got a lot of different. Mm-hmm. Stuff well, we have an orientation day where we meet yes. some of our main yes. characters. And she has a hat. Mm-hmm. When she checks in, she's like, "Where's my uh, social uh, calendar?" calendar. Mm-hmm. And the guy's just like, "Whatever." There's a lot of like. It's funny because it's it's law school, which is a very intense place. But there's a lot of like blasé people. <laughs> They're just like over it. It feels a lot like people who are juniors in, you know, undergrad who are just mm-hmm. like, I've seen the world and like <laughs> the world is shit. And you, I don't want to like be a part of your conformity, man. <laughs> That's how like a lot of the law school students are presented in this movie. <laughs> They're hippies. <laughs> no, they're just angry about life. Mm-hmm. Boston people are angry. <laughs> Honestly, Boston is just where America gets its anger, to be honest. <laughs> Tea party. <laughs> yeah, your anger. They're just like, fuck you, British people. Get the fuck out of here. There you go. Back to Harvard talking. We have her first day of classes, but here's something very important. She runs into Warner, Brad, in the hallway. It's his real name. What is her <laughs> outfit? We never it determined is, what her outfit it's, was. It's it, a it's a feminine version of a smoking jacket. Yeah, it definitely is like a it's like a a robe. <laughs> yes. It's like kind of amazing and kind of awful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the skirt kind of clashes. Yeah. The skirt was ugly. Yeah. Because it's like this teal green, mm-hmm. and it's got parts of it that look like tweed or something mixed with like the satin of like a rope mm-hmm. and she's got these little like tiny glasses on so, so she can look smart and a, and a tie. Mm-hmm. tie she looks great she looks better than anybody else but then she sees brad and she's like Ugh. but she plays it very cool she, she turns on the charm bomb she does not act like she sees him and he notices her and he's like what are you doing here are you st- I feel like the under uh, undertone of it, of what he's saying is like, "Are you stalking me?" Yeah, <laughs> which is which. I mean, it, yeah, in a way she is. Yeah, in a way she is, and she definitely went about this whole plan of hers in a very twisted, like light. Like mm-hmm. I liked the way that it presents her confidence in a like she didn't necessarily know that she had this confidence that that her whole mission in the beginning is to get this guy, mm-hmm. is to win the guy, mm-hmm. which is the typical mission in romantic comedies is for women i mean sometimes it's the opposite where it's the guy is always looking to win the trophy wife but there's definitely the aspect of i'm going to win the relationship out of this and so she seeks her confidence from that but then as she learns relationships are not all that easy and she's really kind of opened her eyes to people and in herself and mm-hmm. her confidence becomes in her, becomes towards herself rather than towards winning the guy mm-hmm. which is what i appreciate about it yes so they have that whole conversation of like i go here you go to harvard law yeah like it's, it's hard, hard. <laughs> when it's it's <laughs> like such it's a <laughs> shitty it's such a shitty thing to think that your boyfriend did not think you were that smart mm-hmm. at all like, or that you literally had the brains of oatmeal like, that's mm-hmm. so shitty. Yeah. And to feel that way. Yeah, especially in that later scene. Yeah. And as someone who is blonde, it's definitely something that does happen. Like, some people do. I, I have my moments where I am like, oh, yeah, that's just a blonde moment. I can't speak words. But I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. So she does go to class. Yes. And... It's not great. It's not great. She's it's not, not prepared. Great. First off, everybody else has laptops, mm-hmm. like those 
IBM ThinkPads from the like 90s, 2000s. But she has the teacher, the female teacher, who will come back at the very, yeah. very, very, very She's the end. one who I thought was actually a Delta Nu, and that's why she helps her at the end. Mm. Mm. I think it was a deleted scene. I like it more that they don't, if that is the case, they didn't include yeah. that because I feel like it makes the story better mm-hmm. that she just saw something in her and doesn't have this like predisposition to her because she yeah. also was in the same sorority. Yeah. Right. Well, and you've already made the link between sorority sisters like being bonded for life by try like helping her. Uh, with Brooke. With Brooke, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets called on and. She didn't know. She doesn't really. Watch this movie made me so glad I didn't go to law school. Um, <laughs> Because it's like, you know, before the first day of class, you're expected to have read 50 pages and know the material intimately. And, you know, Elle didn't know she had an assignment. And then she is asked to leave the class. By Vivian votes for her to leave. Yes. That's where we're introduced to Vivian. Vivian Kensington. (laughs) I can't always say her name like that. Frigid bitch. (laughs) Which she's not. That's just how she's presented. Mm -hmm. That's what she thinks she's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So Which I think wouldn't most of us have this like ridiculous predisposition against some uh, like our boyfriend's ex. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. She knew who she was and she was like, oh, fuck you. Bitch. <laughs> he mine. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. She gets kicked out of class. She goes outside. She's sitting on a bench and Luke Wilson's there. Yeah. It just runs into Luke. Wilson. Just like, you know, affable, fun, bumbling Luke Wilson. <laughs> There's just a Luke Wilson in and all of Boston. She talks about how she got kicked out of class. He's like, oh, that teacher, right? She does that. It'll be okay. And then he starts giving her some advice. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, are you like a third-year student? And he's about to answer when Brad shows up. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vivian shows up. Mm-hmm. And With the ring. <laughs> she's got that six-carat ring. That she made sure she saw. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, there's a she very purposely yeah. went over the shoulder, <laughs> slowly like, like caressed like, yeah. Brad in a matter that you could only <laughs> see the ring. <laughs> she might as well just like stroke his face. With yeah. It. <laughs> Here's the ring. I'm his fiance. Brad goes, she's my fiance, and I remember I was like, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> It's been a summer. <laughs> well, he then explains he that. He explains that they used to date. In prep school. Yep, of course. Mm-hmm. And they just got back together. At his grandma's birthday party. I remember watching this and 100% thinking that he led them both on. Mm. And then, oh, oh, oh <laughs> he calls Vivian Pooh Bear, <laughs> which is the name he used for L. And mm-hmm. it was her name. And mm-hmm. I was so angry because I was like, don't you dare. That's Elle's name. But I was thinking, what if that was originally Vivian's mm-hmm. name and he used it on L, And so it wasn't even her name, but she, he, ugh. Oh. What if he's just Brad. such, what if he's just such like a he, typical white dude where, not, I'm sorry, not like typical <laughs> white dude. <laughs> it's fine. Like, typical white dudes are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, the, just the guys who just don't, put any fucking effort sure. into it and that's so like everyone's like everyone's poo bear babe mm. yeah <laughs> so uh l is like <sighs> and chris is livid i was so upset. like livid i was so angry stupid brad so upset that you needed to get a manicure yeah yeah <laughs> 
It's like, someone call me down. <laughs> no. So Elle needs to go get a manicure. And that's where she meets Jennifer Coolidge. She causes an amazing accident in the back. Yes. Did you know yeah. that? <laughs> she goes into the nail salon and she starts like, you know, venting about and she's crying and her makeup's all over her face and she's venting and she's like, he didn't even want me, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I got into Harvard. What's, how am I not good enough? Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's not even worth it or something along those yeah. lines. Well, Paulette actually tells Elle get the bastard back yeah that's right steal him yeah so that's the beginning of their friendship but yes she says get get the bastard back and so after we get a small introduction of ups ups man ups man Man is the hot ups man that comes in he's kind of like a mel gibson like light (laughs) (laughs) less what women want more Mm -hmm. charm more stripper yeah Mm -hmm. i i legitimately every time you watch i was like is he about to strip? Because he had this like air. He came, the way he came was like it's like the the way they presented in other forms of media. Like when a stri- you know like the delivery man stripper comes in, that is the attitude this guy walked into this nail salon with every day. Like he's holding the package and he just starts dancing. Yeah. And he's like, I got a package for you. I got a big one for you this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I believe in miracles. <laughs> the uh, aspect that we didn't even get his name mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in the credits or in the, the description yeah he's just ups guy like it's so different from any other it's romantic role co- reversal. yeah it's a complete role reversal well we know paulette's name we know her story we don't know anything about him except for he's the man dream ups guy yeah exactly <laughs> he's the guy who's coming to fix her life that we've only heard him speak two words mm-hmm. and like she's ogled him mm-hmm. slightly refreshing so then how we go i'm assuming into a montage because that's what happens yeah. right yeah yes. in these movies after like some big moment <laughs> like well here's a montage of how we get there <laughs> yes l tries to work her way into warner's social circle but is thwarted by pretty his much name is brad, brad. So <laughs> i'm sorry but is she is thwarted by pretty much everybody yeah brad you could tell is a piece of shit because brad kind of wants to play both sides mm-hmm. and like at the party later definitely feels l up in mm-hmm. her costume yeah. mm-hmm. like if that's your ex-girlfriend and you're not interested you don't touch her like that but i feel like brad in the in the study room scene is like kind of like well come on because he like wants to have her close mm-hmm. so that he can fool around with her but not be with her mm-hmm. um but Vivian's like no answers no get out of here kid mm-hmm. whatever and then Elle is studying. She's she's lonely and like her old best friend's call because the blonde one is getting married. <laughs> I don't remember their names. <laughs> and they're like, have you got Brad yet back? Come on back or we yeah, miss you. Come and home. She's already homesick and nobody likes her. But And so she's like all sad. But then she overhears Vivian talking to some guys about a party. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, there's a socialite. And she didn't realize it was Vivian at first. But like, how do you not know it was Vivian's voice? Like Vivian has a distinct voice and like, She's in all your classes. <laughs> so Vivian, she heard party and blinders yeah, went on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so and then my 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 least favorite scene in the mm-hmm. movie, because I was like, where's this party? He's like, oh, it's a costume party. You wouldn't want to come. Mm-hmm. You want to come. It's like, oh, I love costume parties. And I was like, no, she's playing. It's a trap. <laughs> no. <laughs> Turn back. 
So, of course, <laughs> Elle goes in, like, a Playboy girl bunny, like, mm-hmm. outfit to this normal college party. Which, who has that just lying around? Bridget Jones. Oh, right. Yeah, like, that's exactly Bridget, Bridget Jones. this scene. Well, I also feel like Elle would just have that lying around. Yeah. For, for role play? Yeah. You for know. fun. For funsies. <laughs> so, she goes to the party, and clearly it's not a costume party. But what I like about Elle... Is that she doesn't like let it stop her. She she uses it to her advantage. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, you're gonna pay attention to me? Fine." And she has a great line to Vivian. She's like, "When I dress up as a frigid bitch, I try to look less constipated." <laughs> <laughs> then she goes and she's she sees Brad, and this is the scene where she realizes that Brad never took her seriously, and she was never gonna be good enough, mm-hmm. even though as he's like feeling her up. Yeah, and he strictly says, like, you're not smart enough to get into Callahan's internship. Yeah, because that's what... But she was smart enough to get into fucking Harvard, you Mm -hmm. piece of shit who had to have daddy call. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we find that out later. (laughs) That scumbag. (laughs) Does she bring up the internship or does he? She brings it up. She's like, oh, man, I don't know how we're going to do it. It's going to be so busy next year, especially with the internship. And he's like, what? You're not getting the internship. You have to be, like, actually smart. (laughs) And that's when she realizes she'll never be good enough. The mm-hmm. way she could be good enough to date or to have sex with, but not to be a partner with. Mm-hmm. And that's what Brad is looking for in like, not in a way where the woman does not, the partner does not have actual agency. Like mm-hmm. he just needs somebody who follows the right rules mm-hmm. and looks the part because that's not what you know he's really looking for. And she's like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't need you. And I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. Spite is a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives us an I'll show you montage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see clips of her in class answering questions, mm-hmm. getting the respect of her teachers more, getting mm-hmm. the res- you know. Which I feel like she didn't need. She would have done that anyway, but eventually. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I feel like Elle Woods doesn't half-ass shit. Mm-hmm. No. When she commits, she commits. <laughs> I think that's a Reese Witherspoon trait of her character. Like, yeah. She, yeah. she doesn't play people who like half-ass things. Like no. it's like she's Tracy Flick. She's June Carter. Mm-hmm. We do have the scene now where she goes with Paulette to get her dog back. Yeah. In the in a couple of montages, I feel like that is one part where I thought that the movie. I feel like there were some scenes that were cut where like you a little bit established their relationship better. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's like one more scene missing, of like them of their friendship forming you kind of see it in the montages but you don't get a moment to really sit and like their friendship is blossoming so they go to get the dog back and paulette's very very nervous and very quiet intimidated Mm -hmm. and she knocks very quietly and her mean boston (laughs) ex-husband or ex-lover or whatever is in there. like, what do you want? Ex, her ex-abuser. Yeah. Let's call him by what he really yeah. is. Yeah, what do you want? You want to see what I'm missing? Well, it's not much. And then Elle comes up, pretends to be her attorney, mm-hmm. says some legal jargon that I don't even think she knows if it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy does not, is uneducated enough to just be totally confused by the whole mm-hmm. thing. And that empowers Paulette to be like, I'm taking the dog back. And she gets her dog, Rufus, back. Yay. There's a dog moment. And it's lovely. Yeah. The next scene is in uh, Callahan's class. It's the sperm reckless abandonment scene. Yes. <laughs> oh, recklessly abandoned sperm. Mm-hmm. I want it as a band name. <laughs> well, there's like a sad sperm. There's an angry sperm. Yeah. There's the cool sperm. And like, that's the band. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's another scene where Elle is able to actually now one up Brad and Vivian and you start using all of that knowledge that she's been learning. There's a big like hustle bustle like, oh, Callahan's taking on this murder case and he's getting overwhelmed and he's taking on first years as interns for the very first time. And, of course, Brad and uh, Vivian are on the list, but so is Elle. Mm-hmm. And then she, it's me! And she walks <laughs> up to Brad and is like, hey, remember that time we had that amazing sex for four hours in the hot tub? This was so much better than that. <laughs> and she goes, and she walks away, heels clicking, and Vivian's like, four hours? So we learn uh, the details of the murder case, and we also see that Emmett, uh, Luke Wilson's character, has joined them. Because he's not a student, dun-dun-dun, he's a... Lawyer. But what's, like, the term? I don't know. A partner. He's an associate? Associate. Associate, yeah. He's an associate at, the law f- at Calhoun's law firm, and mm-hmm. he's on the case. Because, mm-hmm. of course, he is. Because mm-hmm. he's Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. The case is a murder case where Brooke Dunham, is that her name? Wyndham? Wyndham. Wyndham. Brooke, all, all these people have like these, you know, waspy, upper class white people names. White people that, names. That are, I can't, under, I can't remember. Brooke Wyndham, mm-hmm. who used to be Brooke, Brooke Taylor, Taylor from Brooke Taylor's Butt Busters program, which <laughs> L and she's a Delta Nu, and L used to take her class in LA. So L's like got even more investment in this case already but Elle's just like i just can't believe she would do it mm-hmm. she, uh, and there's the classic line she exercises all the time exercise gives you endorphins endorphins make you happy and happy people just don't kill their husbands mm-hmm. classic <laughs> iconic line mm-hmm. paulette and the delivery guy oh so the delivery guy has a package for her it's a He's big like, one I, not, not that it's not the big one yet this is the snap sequence oh. mm-hmm. which is was highly bizarre <laughs> Definitely could have been a deleted scene or yeah. just like trimmed down. There's a package for Paulette, who I believe lives at the Arizona <laughs> Salon. At least that's like the only place we ever see her. She doesn't like say much of anything. She's very overcome and nervous. And she's like, okay. And like, that's it. Elle is like, he was right there. You didn't say anything. Like you should have done something. She's like, well, sometimes I say fine instead of okay. Mm-hmm. So then she teaches her what her mother taught her in junior high, the bend and snap. You bend down to pick something up and then you snap back up and you put your hands on your side slash under your boobs. <laughs> it, it makes them perky. Yes. So she's demonstrating to Paula and then the entire nail salon gets in on it and everybody's practicing it. And it's like this kind of musical moment, but not. And then at the very end, one of the gay guys at the salon comes in. It's like, ah, oh, the bend and snap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Works every, every time. time. <laughs> There's definitely some gay tokenism in this movie. Yeah. Well, he was supposed to be a reference to Queer Eye. But later, too, I'm saying. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get a lot of that around this time. This time. 2001, yeah. 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 People were comfortable watched. with gays being in things if they were stereotypically fabulous. And yes. that was it. Mm-hmm. So the problem with the, the murder case and why it's not going very smoothly is that Brooke will not reveal her alibi. She says she has one. So Elle takes it upon her own initiative to go talk to Brooke in prison and find out. And it turns out her big dark secret is that she was getting liposuction. Who is that? Liposuction! (laughs) (laughs) So she can't 
reveal her alibi because then her whole career and everything will be wasted. She said she'd rather go to prison. She's already lost her husband. She'd rather go to prison than lose her reputation. Her reputation. Mm-hmm. So Al obviously gets the news and she goes back. And the way it was that I was, I thought almost for sure they were going to cut back to her saying she got liposuction. But no, she is bonded by sisterhood from Delta New. So she's mm-hmm. like, I know the alibi, but I can't tell you because I promised I wouldn't. And Callahan's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just say it. And he's also like, Vivian, get me some duck sauce. Vivian, get me a coffee. Because <laughs> he's clearly, you see, as he's starting to respect Elle a lot, but he does not respect really Vivian. Mm-hmm. But he respects Elle for the You wrong find reasons. out later that it's the wrong reasons, but you think he's respecting her because she's smart. Turns out later, he's a scumbag. Personally, I always thought that he just disrespected women in general. It, and definitely, yeah, it definitely comes off when you see the whole picture. He doesn't view he definitely doesn't view women as on the same level as himself mm-hmm. or as men. Yeah. So like he never asked Brad to get him coffee, Vivian says. Mm-hmm. He he asked Vivian always to like get him duck sauce, get him coffee, whatever. Yeah, it's definitely the manipulator boss who has different intentions for every employee. Well, the next L is sent with Emmett to go interview the ex-wife at the of, spa. of the dead guy at the spa. So this is like some alone time with Emmett. This, mm. I think that's all I get from the scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, and Raquel Welsh. No, she was with the pool guy. Yeah, she, like I guess that's established like she was doing the pool guy. Yeah. Vivian comes to get the deposition. She softens Sh- oh, up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... It's kind of a nice moment of them like bonding. One that they've each kind of, they've judged the book by its cover uh, for each of them. And they've realized that that they could be this strong force to be reckoned with together or they can continue to be separate and let the other people win. Yeah. We start the first day of court and we do see that the pool guy says that he was having an affair with Brooke, even though Brooke's mm. like, uh-uh. And the prosecutor shows the his, underwear, the thong, the uniform, uniform, which is like like bright teal thong. It's like mankini print. So it, they're at a recess, and L goes to get a drink of water, and what was his name? What is the pool? Enrique. Enrique cuts in front of her after a woman decidedly does not drink water, but there is <laughs> there. Like she, she bends even down, turn the thing. she bends down. Nothing comes out. You hear the water. She just stands there, and then she walks away. Enrique cuts in front of her, and Elle's like impatiently stamping, stamping her foot. And Enrique says, "Don't stop your like last season's Prada in front of me." And she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, he's gay," mm-hmm. because of course, gay men are the only people that can know designers. We know we all live in a. I don't know. It's not a post-anything world because we're still going through it. But it's a post-queer eye world. We'll go with post-queer that. Post-queer eye world. We're like now like, you know, it's it's, it's okay and allowed, I guess. It's, in, it's allowed for you to be interested in whatever you want yeah. to be interested so like, in, whether you are gay, straight, or whatever. anywhere in between. Whatever you identify as and yeah. whoever you are as a person, you you should be allowed to like and dislike what you what you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the time... We got some gay tokenism where she's like, he's gay. She goes up to like her, her team and she's like, Brad, what shoes am I, what, what kind of shoes are I wearing? He's like, uh, uh, black. black <laughs> he's straight. This guy knows, knew my shoes and that they were last season. He's clearly gay. And Callan's like, this is stupid. And, and uh, <laughs> Luke Wilson says, you know what? I'll trust you. 
Yeah. Give her a chance. Give her a chance, man. <laughs> I'm earnest. Try and do my <laughs> Luke Wilson voice. I'm a Wilson. So <laughs> Callahan is cross-examining. It doesn't mm-hmm. really get anywhere. Luke Wilson's like, you know what? I'm going to try something. Yeah. What evidence do you have that you were sleeping with her? I have only the my love, love in my heart. heart. Well, then I guess it's that's nothing. nothing. No, I can't answer it. I can't like deal Callahan with this. doesn't seem like a great lawyer, <laughs> to be honest. But he's just there for the paycheck, for yeah. sure. Mm. So then Emmett comes up and he asks a couple questions, kind of rapid fire. And then he, so one, the last thing he says is, what's the name of your boyfriend? And Enrique just goes, Chuck. <laughs> and he's like, no further questions. He's like, ah, I'm just, I mean. Chuck is just Chuck, a friend. Chuck is just a friend. And a guy stands <laughs> in the back and is like, oh, you, you bitch. <laughs> so... I loved the jacket flip. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so clearly, Enrique's whole thing is is a lie. Mm-hmm. And because of Elle's intuition, it's great. Which leads to the next scene. Well, um, we did miss kind of a crucial <gasps> scene. What did we miss? Before the, <gasps> the water drinking was that uh, Paulette did the bend and snap with disastrous oh, results. <laughs> <UPS> guy's face. <laughs> Broke his nose. Yes. That was the big package moment. Yeah. Yes. I got okay. a pretty big package. <laughs> I believe in miracles. <laughs> So then after that day that Elle's like, you know, her intuition proved this thing. Callahan calls her into his office and is like, have you thought about, you know, next year, you know, summer associate opportunities? And because he's like, you know, your intuition was great. That makes you a good lawyer. You stayed with your client. That makes you a great lawyer. And then he puts him, he makes a move on her. And Mm -hmm. as he does, Vivian comes to the room and sees it happen. And she's like, ugh. She walks away, of course, just as Elle's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And Elle's all upset because she thought this guy who she kind of saw as a mentor was inter- was liked her and respected her for her brain and her work. Turns out, no. And he even says, I'm a man who knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> and it made me hate Victor Garber. And I love Victor Garber. <laughs> He's so great and kind and sweet so much of the time. <laughs> Elle storms out, upset. Vivian comes by as she's getting elevated. It's like, of course you only got this because you're like, you know, sleeping with him. So Elle's like, I'm going to quit. She goes mm-hmm. to... Uh, well, she runs into Emmett on the way and she says she's quitting. Oh, and he's like, oh, because she's like, I keep trying to be something I'm not. And he's like, what if you're trying to be something you are? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, this lies okay. It's not great. <laughs> most like luke Earth, wilson Lewis, way too <laughs> yeah. like, what if you're trying to be stuff that you are <laughs> like it's surprised there isn't like a man <laughs> like, at the end of it and but she has to go say goodbye she has to take goodbye to paulette because she's the only like true friend she has and as she's saying goodbye the professor from the beginning i can't remember her name Mm-mm. i don't know uh it's just she wanted people to see her differently for once yeah she's and at respect the, her for she's that she's at the nail salon she's like you know what if you quit now because of some prick, you're not as, you know... You're not the person I thought, thought you were. You were. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this a little bit came out of nowhere because we never had, like, a check-in to really establish that she was, like, starting to respect her. Mm-hmm. But it still works. It works for the point, purpose of the movie. It, yeah, it definitely had to be her. There was a kind of a maybe a nod at it in one of the montages when sure. Elle was finally doing really good at law school. But, yeah, I can definitely see there needed to be a bridge yeah it's the whole like raising up other women yeah that this movie talks about so much yeah it's almost like there are just too many characters for that to really be feasible Mm -hmm. 
without it being highly disruptive mm-hmm. of the the flow of the story. I like the professor like being well, there. And I like one. that it was it was like a woman is the person who kind of inspired her to like not give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't she didn't need a man to tell her. She had another woman like encourage her. Yeah. Cuz that cuz I'm sure that woman that professor has had to deal with all the same bullshit mm-hmm. of and at a time when it was probably even less like, you know, um, it'd be harder for her to yeah. be getting her law degree mm-hmm. when she wasn't going to listen to the man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Luke Ever, Luke Evan, Ever, <laughs> <laughs> Emmett t- tried to tell her, mm-hmm. like, at the end, and she's like, No, I don't believe well, if you're you. trying to be something you are, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, t shirt idea, <laughs> but yeah, it's it definitely had to come from. Somebody out of the blue a little bit, I yeah. think. A little, like, kind of guardian angel moment. Yeah, you needed mm-hmm. more of a Yoda mm-hmm. moment yeah. a little bit. Like, no, you're going to go save the world, but first you need to have the confidence in yourself thing and, like, a pep talk. Mm-hmm. needed to be more of a pep talk. I think that's kind of what I'm missing. Because I can, I can forgive, uh, like, building their relationship a little bit if there's just that out of the blue kind of pep talk more than just, yeah. You're just not the person who I thought you were if uh, you're going to yeah. do this. Yeah. Maybe if she did talk about what it was like for her when she went to law school. Yeah, if this Maybe. scene, like, it's such, it's like one line mm-hmm. instead of, like, I feel like there needed to be, like, a, a, maybe not even a full scene, but, like, a small scene there to be like, look, I've been where you are. If you give up, you're letting them win. Yeah. 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 That's basically what you need. Yeah. Because then you can tack on at the end. If you do, if you go through with this, then you're not who I thought you were and you're not exactly. strong. You're not strong enough to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Then Brooke fires Callahan. Yeah. Cause she goes and talks clearly to Brooke off. Well, camera. they're, yeah, they're in, um, Luke Evans. I can call him Luke Evans. <laughs> Luke Wilson. <laughs> There's the character with him and, um, Brooke and they're talking at, at the prison mm-hmm. with Vivian. Mm-hmm. And that's when Vivian realizes that she judged too soon mm-hmm. before actually trusting and asking L what actually happened. Luke is like, yeah, maybe there's something we can do about it. Man. And then like they trick <laughs> <laughs> they basically trick what's his face? Callahan. Callahan. And that's when Brooke comes into the courtroom and she's got that really fucking nice suit mm-hmm. and her zipper necklace mm-hmm. down for it. Mm-hmm. Tells him he's fired and that she's got new representation. First year law student named yeah. Elle Woods <laughs> in an all pink suit. Mm-hmm. So then we got L as a lawyer. Yeah. Badass lawyer bitch. And it's funny because like it's a, li- it's a little weird. I kind of didn't like parts of how this scene went. Like when she first starts to cross examine Linda Cardellini, who is the dead man's daughter. biological daughter, mm-hmm. real daughter, whatever. She's like super unconfident. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she is because she just she came to the room all confident. She's making this choice all confident. It just feels like they wanted to have a reversal later in the scene for her to go confident when she realizes this certain info. Well, I think she did the the build up of actually like proving everyone wrong that she kind of forgot that she needed the evi- like she sure. needed to yeah, figure like out what she, she needed to say. Yeah. As someone who wasn't the lead uh, in the case or whatever, she Maybe wasn't like prepared. It was, it was yeah. awkward and secondhand embarrassment. I was like, oh, get through this faster. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it did seem realistic to me that she's like, okay, I did it. I made this far. Oh, shit. shit yeah. <laughs> now I have to actually do it. Uh, yeah. And everybody's looking at me. I'm totally not prepared. Totally not prepared. Okay. So, like, you were, you were in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> but she stumbles through kind of for a while. And mm-hmm. everybody's like, this was a huge mistake. The, uh, the prosecuting attorney is like, Haha, easiest paycheck I ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, until Linda Cardellini says that she got a perm the mm-hmm. day her father was killed. Big mistake. Big mistake. Because <laughs> Elle knows how hair care works. <laughs> and she, tr- she tricks Linda Cardellini and, and not tricks, but she exposes Linda Cardellini's cover up. We have this very awesome, a few good men like throwback. Yeah. <laughs> of uh, Reese Witherspoon just giving it to Linda oh, Cardellini. <laughs> so good. And you find out that Linda Cardellini was trying to kill Brooke, but she accidentally shot her father. Ugh. And I don't think this is how it works in real life. But the judge is like, lock up the witness <laughs> and you're free to go. Brooke, what's her name? I think there'd be like more than just like you're going to jail. They would because I think you. They would have still to, take her into custody. They would take her into custody. Just her guilt doesn't necessarily prove her innocence. Yes, exactly. There's but hey, it's fudging a mo- there. It's a, it's a movie. movie. <laughs> it's a movie in L one. She won the case, and she had this awesome walkouting walkout of the courtroom mm-hmm. after she tells off Warner into heaven. She did yeah. go into heaven. Yeah, that, that was very bizarre. I was like, what is happening? Which is also Which, another great Reese Witherspoon romantic comedy where she plays a dead person and then she falls in love with Mark Ruffalo. Which one's Who wouldn't just fall like in love heaven. with Mark just Ruffalo? Like, well, that's true. Oh my God. It's a lovely movie. Can we talk about that scene where Warner tries to come after her? Yeah, well, we have to. We can't let that scene go. Like, We need to talk about Elle's triumphant moment. Mm-hmm. Warner's like, Look, I was wrong about you. You're definitely the girl for me. And it's like in the back of my head, like poor Vivian. (laughs) (laughs) How does he even think that that's like okay at this point? An entitled rich white asshole Mm -hmm. bro dude, Brad. But why would like fucking Brad? (laughs) Because I feel like because guys like him don't think about that. What they're doing is wrong. Or what they're doing has any in- like? Does issues. he think that he's like a reward or something that he's probably? He's like, it's, you're gonna be the wife of a senator. It's le- it's his 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 personality is perfectly said in the scene where they're going through the court cases where they're trying to get L to give up the alibi. He's mm-hmm. like, don't care about other people. Just do what you want to do for you. What's best yeah. for you? Yeah, and like sure. that line is just straight up sure. his personality. That's a good point sure but yeah he's like i made him say you're the girl for me and she's like oh brad that's so sweet but if i want to be a, a partner in a law firm by 30 i need to get serious and you're not serious mm-hmm. and it's like mm, girl slay <laughs> <laughs> yes queen <laughs> yes and then she walks into heaven, yep. as you said. Which now we found, you were talking about like they had it. They added the graduation scene. They added that scene with Warner and the graduation. Oh, so, oh. So do you think it had just originally I, ended with her winning and then walking into heaven? That's what I'm saying. Like, was the original ending her walking into heaven? Because that'd be like <laughs> so. The audience like, did she die? <laughs> That's why the audience is like, what happened? <laughs> What happened with her? What happened with Warner? Linda Cardellini actually murdered her in the courtroom. Yeah, it's a Jacob's Ladder situation <laughs> yeah. where oh, no. 
It's actually she died in that car accident that <laughs> she caused at the beginning of the movie. And this is the last like moments of her life eking out of her she recounting dead the whole time. <laughs> okay, so two years later she graduates. Yes, and she's been chosen as the speaker, the graduation speaker. She's not like the valedictorian or anything, mm-hmm. but she gives a very short speech <laughs> about how passion is really important because passion pushes you to try hard and to to follow what you want to do and to not give up blah 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 and always believe in yourself yes key because Elle did always believe in herself even in the moments when she like had where she had doubts like she still had this self belief mm-hmm. and self confidence and I feel like you know she doesn't get to where she is at the end if she doesn't have that belief mm-hmm. and then we see in the the coda coda at the end that uh, Vivian and Elle are besties. Mm-hmm. That Warner is alone and nobody <laughs> loves him. <laughs> he graduated uh, with uh, with no girlfriends, no job, pra- no job prospects, no prospects, no and something no, something else that he didn't have. Yeah. But he's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Paulette and the UPS guy are having a baby. Are, got married and they're having a baby mm-hmm. whose name is L. Going to be L. Emmett left Callahan's law firm and started his own practice, and now Elle and him are dating. And then at the end, it's like, he's proposing to Elle tonight. tonight. <laughs> so what do you think about this? I've read several articles on the internet that say that this kind of ruins the feminist aspect I of the movie. I did a little bit, I did a little bit like a twinge of like, oh. To me, it was definitely the producers who were like, we need to know what's like what her relationship status is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of... In my perfect world, like they're not together. He's a mentor figure, mm-hmm. and she's just off kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Does it ruin the feminism? I don't think it ruins it. It definitely cheapens. I think some things. Yeah, that would just be like saying that relationships shouldn't matter to women. To me, if it was saying like, oh, it ruins the message because women aren't supposed to have like relationships like this, or they're supposed to focus on their career more, it makes it feel more like women don't need to focus on a relationship or don't need to aspire to that. Like some women can, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, feminism is defined as like women can do what they want. Exactly. If they want to be a housewife and just raise children and that's what they want to do, then that's what they can do. And that's more power to them. That's how Mm -hmm. like, or that's feminism. I And I, and I wouldn't necessarily say that Elle doesn't agree or choose to be with him. You know, if Elle didn't like, if it was like attacked on thing that hadn't been, like their relationship hadn't necessarily been explored or their mm-hmm. crush or his crush on her hadn't been really explored a little bit in the the movie, I could say, yes, that would ruin or make it bad for mm-hmm. me. But I don't think it r- makes the feminist qualities right. of it bad. I think what they're saying is just like, see, it's the movie showing that she's not complete until mm. she's also gifted the guy at the end too. I didn't see it necessarily as that that mm-hmm. it was like that was her completion i just thought the producers kind of presented as like oh it's a happy ending mm-hmm. they wound up together even though they didn't really super have any romantic chemistry throughout the film it was much more mentor mentee kind of thing i think they like portray factuated with her mm-hmm. yes i feel like you got his his feelings towards her but you never got anything the other way yeah so that's kind of felt like it, that felt a little cheap and tacked on um because i didn't feel like they really built that up in a in a way that made it believable mm-hmm. they could have done it just so that they could say that it was a romantic comedy sure to be quite honest so they can market it more 
even though it's bullshit that we can't market anything but romantic comedies to women in the early 2000s, but that's pretty much what I think was the idea behind it. Mm -hmm. And that's shitty and that's stupid, but the message behind it is still so strong that it wouldn't cheapen that to me. Like it wouldn't lessen that. Mm -hmm. Because really it's just a few lines of text on a screen. Sure. So like fuck off producer man trying to tell me what <laughs> bullshit this is <laughs> fuck you producers fuck you no i love producers they give me work <laughs> i think we established i give you work <laughs> oh. ouch chris since we're serious actors on this mm-hmm. podcast i don't know if you know that sometimes we do uh, an occasional dramatic reading and we are inviting you to participate with i us. am honored so we're gonna do that uh emmett enrique interrogation scene the best scene mm-hmm Gotta be blase and long-haired white man. Okay. Did you take Mrs. Wyndham on a date? Yes. Where? A restaurant in Concord where no one would recognize us. How long have you been sleeping with Mrs. Wyndham? Three months. And your boyfriend's name is? Chuck. Right. Oh, pardon me, pardon me. I thought you said friend. Chuck is just a friend. (gasps) You bitch! And scene. <laughs> yeah. Also, a round Thank of applause you. for Chris memorizing the, yeah, whole, the whole thing. The whole, the whole plot of Legally Blonde after just seeing it today. Yeah. Yeah, I was impressed with myself. <laughs> Claps. <laughs> Snaps. Snaps. <laughs> Jazz hands. Spirit fingers. Okay, so now um, we are going to rate the movie. Yes. I'm going to give it 4.25 orange iBooks out of five. Ooh, Ooh, it's a good one. It's a good movie. It's not perfect. It's better than Never Been Kissed. (laughs) (laughs) That's your rating. You just type on IMDb. Better than Never Been Kissed. Better Kissed was good, just deeply flawed. (laughs) I'm going to give this movie five bruisers. Nice. I thought about that. (sighs) I'm going to give it... 4.75. 4.75. I would give it a 5, but for some reason I can't, I don't feel like I can. Wow. It's not better than His Girl Friday. You've given lots of movies 5s. I know, but like His Girl Friday is like my baseline. If it's better wow. than His Girl Friday, I'll give it a 5. Those are first 5. I know. But yeah, I'm going to give it 4.75 Taco Bell Chihuahua dogs. Oh, <laughs> you kiddo Taco Bell. You kiddo Taco Bell. <laughs> I have a mailbag uh, review. Here's the mail. It never <laughs> fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to yell. See, I'm not the only one. She cuts it out every time I think. <laughs> I Don't know. cut it out this time. <laughs> Fine. I will keep it in for you. <laughs> so this is from Something Cheeky. And it's five stars. Definitely like a slumber party. Ashley and Justine are smart, funny, and engaging. They discuss and rate movies, but also talk about current events. I love hearing their thoughts on hot topics. They are great hosts and wonderful women. Hashtag Lady Pod Squad. Yeah. I like that you've, you've now turned into a topical um, events I mean, podcast. There was, the a time, there was a time where I was very angry about certain events. You were very angry about yes. something? I know. I'm never angry about anything. That's the response. <laughs> What? <laughs> Ashley? No. Angry? Ashley? It's just 
just how my passion comes out. Okay, guys, it's not all full anger. So uh, next time on the podcast, Ashley and I will be watching 2001's Someone Like You. I don't know what this movie is. I don't really know what it is either. Well, thank you for joining us, listener. If you would like to support us in any way, uh, like monetarily, for as little as a dollar, you can head on over and become a patron on patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. We have lots of goodies over there. I do want to give a shout out to one of our patrons, Diana, who is in the Happily Ever Aftermath podcast because... Guess what? They are currently doing a string of John Cusack movies. You have a PhD in it. Right. They did shout us out on their episode. Oh, nice. That they were like, time to listen. Damn it, another rom com podcast is doing a John Cusack series. That was our idea. (laughs) Ours just happened by happenstance. By happenstance. Or serendipity. Oh, at least you. I see what you did there. I also want to give a shout out to listener Jane, who also really liked our our January series. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of John Cusack fans. That's right. I was listening to the High Fidelity episode on the way over here. Our website is thecutaways.com, and you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. Please leave us comments and rate us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. If you want your friends to find out about us, let them know. Anything you do will help us out. Help out the algorithm and people will find us. Give Follow a shout them out. on Instagram to see all yes. those stories. <laughs> follow Chris. Where can they follow you? I am at Vistifer underscore on Instagram. I'm at Chris Visser on Twitter. I'm at Facebook, Christopher.Visser or something like that on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. Find me, follow me, add me, whatever. I'm cool with that. <laughs> he is can, cool. Send him can, gifts of Legally Blonde. You can see my uh, 365 day uh, photo project on Instagram. Which uh, I'm loving. Which is up to today is day like 77, which mm-hmm. I'm like still surprised I, I haven't missed a day yet. Yeah. You were so. close. The leeway I'm giving myself is like the photo has to be taken that day. If I'm a little late on posting it, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to take a, a photo every day. Well, thank you, Chris, for joining us again. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. You're welcome back. Yeah. You can you, you can come back. <laughs> you should have seen the look Ashley gave. She's like, "We'll allow you to grace your, grace yourself in our presence, mm-hmm. pleb." <laughs> Thanks for joining our slumber party, and uh, we hope you had a good time in the blanket fort. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hi, I'm Lucy Mortem. And my name is Ginny. And we invite you to join us every week on Las Mordia, where we discuss our favorite true crime topics. But not just true crime, any and all things dark and mysterious that pertain to the human psyche. Cults, conspiracy, weird pop culture. But hey, we're not professionals and we're often inappropriate. We really bank on you finding that charming, though. <laughs> so turn out the lights, lock the doors, and find us on your favorite podcast app.